everyone. Welcome to the Parenting Balance Podcast. My name is Kelly Williams. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and an ADHD parenting expert by experience. I'm here with my partner. Hi, I'm Teresa Van Pelt. I'm a licensed mental health counselor and anxiety parenting expert by experience. And for the past 10 years, Kelly and I have had a family practice in Florida. This podcast is for parents who want to really understand what's going on with ADHD and anxiety so you can ditch the chaos and feel confident and happy again. Welcome to episode three. Today, Kelly and I will talk about another factor that may contribute to what looks like lack of motivation. This has to do with the structural brain differences. For ADHD, there are parts of the brain that develop at different rates. Um, For today's episode, we're going to focus on the delay and the development of the frontal lobe. So the frontal lobe is the part of the brain where the executive functions live. And executive functions are linked to the thinking skills that allow us to direct our thoughts, feelings, and actions in order to achieve a goal. Right. That's it. Executive functions are the thinking skills that connect the dots between knowing what to do and actually doing what you know. They're really pretty complicated and they rarely operate in isolation, right? So we are always using multiple executive functions at the same time. To, you're saying so to achieve one goal, yeah. which may be to cook dinner. Yeah. There are several executive functions that are involved in that the process of just making dinner. Sure, sure. Well, right. So let's think about it. You need to know what you're going to make. And then you have to organize the time to kind of put everything together in order to make it. You have to sustain your attention long enough to get the job done. And you have to avoid distractions, right? So Mm -hmm. I always, I'm famous for like saying, I can't do that right now. I'm at a critical moment in my meal, (laughs) right? You know, you're like simmering something in the pan or whatever. And somebody comes with a burning question. You're the one that cooks and I'm just like, whatever. Oh, I (laughs) love to cook. I love to cook. But um, yeah, you know, so it's like, it's the, um, I think in a previous episode, you know, I uh, mentioned that our executive function skills are what lets us sort of realize our smartness, you know, like it connects all the dots together. And for kids with a non-neurotypical brain, certain executive functions can be weak, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, I personally use a model um, that was created by Peg Dawson. She wrote a really super book, the name of which I can't recall right now, but we'll put it in the notes uh, for this episode. But um, her model of executive functioning has 12 areas, and kind of currently, the researchers actually, there isn't consensus yet on uh, one model of what exactly all the executive functions are. But I like the Peg Dawson model because her 12 different areas break it out enough that um, things don't overlap. So for example, um, time management, task initiation, and planning planning right 
but then sustained attention. So that would be like feeling time, like having a concept of time. A lot of our kids, I don't think, have a good concept of time. Right. Um, You know, they say that 90% of people with non-neurotypical brains, uh, that their perception of time is skewed and to the degree that it's an impairment. Right. Right. So 90% of people cannot, it doesn't, it doesn't mean being able to tell time. But plan time. It means feeling time, Mm -hmm. feeling time passing. And, and here's kind of what goes on is when you're doing something you love, it feels like time goes faster than what it really does. And when you're doing something you hate, it feels like time is like going slower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the actual feeling of this, like the perception of this is real. Okay. So, you know, like how many times have you gone to your kid and been like, okay, time's up. You know, you've been watching this movie for 30 minutes and they look at you like, what do you mean? It just started five minutes ago. Or you've been on the video games for eight hours today. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Not that that really happens, you know, but. (laughs) Not in my house. And they feel like, no, I've just been in this one game. Like this, it has Mm -hmm. not been all day. No concept of time. None. So, for example, so like one sort of um, way that I deal with this in my house is that we use timers for everything. We keep track of time all the time. Mm-hmm. So my son, who's super into video games, has an alarm clock right there, like big, I don't know, three-inch digital clock right next to his uh, video screen. Sure, he loves that. And he will say, <laughs> right, yeah, and he will say, I want to play my game. And I'll say, well, how long are you going to play? I'm going to play for an hour. And then I'll say, okay, what time is it on your clock? And what time will you be done? Right? So we have that conversation before he gets started. So you're setting the expectation. So that when I come in and say, hey, buddy, it's, it's almost an hour. And he wants to say to me, no, I just got started. Right? And I say, look at your clock. What time did you say you would be done? And he looks at his clock. And so then he, he's adjusting his sense of time. He's realizing what an hour feels like to him, you know? Because it's sort of like um, that analogy with the eyeglasses, right? Like, I can tell you it's been an hour, but if you don't feel like it's been an hour, you're not going to believe me that it's been an hour, right? right. So that we have to have these kind of ways to help our kids feel on the inside, realize what's really going on, you know? So, um, all right. But so we haven't even done the overview of what executive functioning is. All right. So we said executive functions are like the thinking skills that connect the dots between knowing what to do and doing what you know. So it involves things like time management, which we just discussed. It involves being able to organize and prioritize information, It involves being able to sustain your attention long enough to, uh, you know, to do something. Um, It absolutely is related to effort, right? Being able to like regulate effort and um, I guess this sort of part of sustaining attention is like being able to push through until the job is done 
and memory, right? So um, working memory is something that can, um, you know, like time management, working memory can be a real problem for many people that have a non-neurotypical brain. So when you talk about these executive function skills, does every person with a non-neurotypical brain have a deficit in all of them? No. Okay. Can you talk talk about that? Yeah. You know, we all, and this goes for all humans, whichever kind of brain you have, we all have areas that we are stronger in and areas that we are weaker in, right? Mm -hmm. So like everybody who knows me knows that I am always late. (laughs) Time management is weak, right? And so... I have to put a lot of effort in, like when I'm working with my families at the practice. This is a a quick little aside. (laughs) When we first started working together, she came to my practice to help with my my overflow. I had too many many people were calling and I couldn't meet the need. Um, So she worked for a little bit and then she finally said, Teresa, we have to have a clock. I have to have a clock. In the office. Like like, I I can't manage the time. (laughs) Yeah, it's like she was like stuck in a vacuum chamber and she had no idea what was happening. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't navigate, you know, so here I am. I'm supposed to be doing a 60-minute appointment with someone and all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, it's been an hour and a half. Like, mm-hmm. I have no clue. Yes, so um, so clocks are a big thing for me. Um, oh, and the clock I got was probably like six feet tall. I don't know. It was huge. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, it was huge. I do. That's funny. But anyway, it, it was right. more decorative, decorative purposes. But back to... <laughs> that was right. <laughs> I remember that because then we had to change it when we moved yes. to the new location. All right. So back to back to. Well, the- so yeah. So everyone now, when it comes to uh, prioritizing information, right? So let's like use each other as an example. Yes, I struggle with that. Exactly. With I am super strong in knowing how to prioritize information. So Kelly really helps me prioritize. I'll come to her and say, okay, I have this, this, and this. What what do I need to focus on first? Because I I have a hard time understanding what, what's exactly. most important. Yeah, so that's an area where you are weak and I am strong. And because we know that about each other, we can talk about it and kind of support each other, you know? So, and I think this was really interesting. Like one of the most interesting things that I first discovered when I was developing this model that I teach to parents for, um, you know, how to help kids with ADHD, uh, was that what I started to see in the practice is that there's an intersection where uh, the parent has a strong skill. And if the child, if they are weak in that same skill, there's kind of this X marks the spot, and that's right where the conflict always was. It's really hard, I think, to understand. It's like one person say, it's like it's so easy for me. So that's you right. Know, if Kelly didn't have the understanding, she would just be like, "WTF, Teresa? Like, what? Yeah. What why do you don't mean? you understand? Why? Yeah. Why don't? Why can't you just?" Do this on your own. Why do you need me to tell you what to do first? Exactly. So sometimes we can be so strong in an area that we can't, uh, you know, we can't comprehend that someone else can't do that skill. And uh, lots of parents, when we, when we first start talking about executive functioning, because of course, these are skills that 
we don't teach in school. Okay. So they're kind of the things academically speaking that I think, um, teachers model these skills and they provide like, um, for example, like when you have to write an essay and they give you the hamburger thing where it's like the subject is the bun and the meat I is remember the, that. You know, whatever <laughs> the introduction, I can't even say it right. But, you know, so they can give you these tools, but they don't kind of explain, they don't connect the dots for you about why it is you have to use this method. Okay. Anyway. And so, um, a lot of times the Specific executive function skills are not taught in a concrete way to kids. And when we're weak in an area, the result of that is that we kind of don't, we don't learn how to do it, but then we sort of internalize that there's something wrong with us that we can't do that. So that's something that I'm thinking of as you're saying that is homework. So we've talked before and we've said that, um, people with ADHD tend to have higher IQs. Oh, yeah. Um, but their ability to show right. what they know Is isn't weak. as high. It's That's weak. Right. So they may understand the stuff, but mm-hmm. when you do homework, there's a lot of executive function skills that are required. Sure. It's not just one step. There's several steps. That's right. And this is a big one. For so it could be a problem of getting started, right? They can't initiate. That's right. Yeah. Getting started is a problem. And once we see this all the time in my house, like once you finally get started, the whole thing's over with in five minutes. Okay. But it took 45 minutes just to be able to come around to this idea that I got to start doing this homework, you know? So homework takes us an hour, but the actual time spent doing the work is, is 10 minutes of that hour. You know, that can be really frustrating for parents um, we want to start cooking dinner. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> We're busy. Um, or there could this be this problem of working memory, right? So remembering what it is that you're supposed to do. Or there could be this problem of organization, which involves, that would involve like bringing home the necessary supplies. You need a textbook and a worksheet and a this, and you have to bring all that home in order to do the project. So maybe you remember that you needed to do the project And you're ready to get started on the project, but then you open your backpack and it's like, oh crap, I don't have the materials I need to do the project, okay? So this is a good example of how like uh, using this model of these different executive functions can really help you to pinpoint what the problem is. And sometimes when we don't understand overall that there are these different skills, that everything involves all these different steps, um, we can assume, right? Like, oh, you just didn't bring the stuff home because you didn't want to have to do it. You know, like sometimes it can feel like our child who is bright and smart enough to do whatever they need to do, but keeps making this one little mistake. Like um, my son will chronically underestimate how long it takes to do something, you know? And so that's a little bit related to time management, but it can also be related to procrastination, right? So of putting off, procrastination is putting off getting started on something, whereas, um, and kind of procrastinating is different from initiating sometimes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
So, um, so anyway, so having this, you know, this is the lens through which I am always looking at what's going on for families. I try to examine everything through an executive functioning lens because, um, and your takeaway for today, okay, is that because there is a structural brain difference in the neurology of ADHD, weak executive functions are, um, I guess I say it like this, executive age is three years less than chronological age. All right. So sometimes for non-neurotypical brains, there are areas of executive functioning that are weak because this frontal lobe part of the brain is delayed in development. So we have to always adjust our expectations to match with developmental ability. And I guess if, if we don't do this, we inadvertently set our kids up. To fail. Yes, yes. You know, right? Like it's like expecting someone to be doing multiplication before they can add. Yeah. You know? And that's why it's important to understand this because without this knowledge, we would. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look at this is one of the sessions that I have in my office with, you know, when I explain this to parents, I mean, Light bulbs are going off everywhere. And emotionally, know? I think there's there's some guilt sometimes, but it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, we can always adjust. Right. So, um, yeah, so your takeaway for today is executive age is three years less than chronological age. And if you kind of take that into your house and you look at where your kind of hot spots are... Um, Try to see, is my expectation for what I want too too high, too much? Is it appropriate for a child this that has this executive age? Yes. If getting the kids up and out the door on time in the morning seems more difficult than it should be, then I have something that can help. Jump on over to parentingbalance.com slash guide to download your free guide to mastering morning madness. That's parentingbalance.com slash guide. So you can ditch the morning chaos for good. Thank you so much for listening to the Parenting Balance podcast. And until next time, remember, different isn't wrong.